The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Terramina. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Terramina, blogger of the Dragons Insider, blogger of Inside the OAA, and one of the hosts, Queen Terramina's on Orient Neighborhood Television. I'd like to welcome those hearing us on a local voice on SoundCloud and watching us on Orient Neighborhood Television and awesome on YouTube. Ian, back this oh, week. Oh, I'm back. Uh, yeah, we took a little vacation due to Mr. COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's healthy, but it was more of a precaution. But I'm back. And Sam, uh, you ran solo last week without mm-hmm. me. You did a fine job. And really? um, as you always do, I'm usually the anchor. Yeah. Or, the, or, or the, the, what do you call it? Not the, the anchor meaning dragging down the show. Uh, <laughs> I don't think, you don't do that. Oh, geez. I, I, geez, I'm still trying to learn all this stuff. But hey. I'm glad to be back. Interesting uh, week of football and mm-hmm. some surprising results. And... Some surprises, some head scratchers. Yeah. Um, hit that recap music here. Mr. Already. Yep. <laughs> All right. Sammy's running to get at it. The uh, OA recap. What happened last week? We're going to start right off with the scores. All right. So, finally, Stony Creek sees some action. First win. As a school. First playoff, playoff win as a school, yes. So what can we say about that? Stony Creek, 28-21 over Chippewa Valley. Uh, Buford, 44, carries 250 and three scores and an interception. That offensive line, give credit to them too. Absolutely. If you're running for 250, there is some holes being made. Uh, Eckhout had two passing touchdowns, including a pass on fourth down and 16 from the 28-yard line. So uh, Stony Creek, it, it, we talked about a tight game. How are they going to handle themselves against quality competition? And we found out. Yep. That's it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> gonna you go and in- I are not surprised about this. No, I'm not surprised. Um, and I'm glad they finally got got on the field to do what and they, they needed to do. Knocked off a Mac Red opponent. Yes, a Mac Red, a quality quality Mac, Mac Red. Red. All right. Groves 30, Seaholm 21, and uh, was it the third time they met up? Second time Second this time, year. time, but it's always the rivalry game. Interesting, but Groves got the better of them this time around. Uh, Caleb Garner, two passing touchdowns uh, to Orion Kendra uh, for BG. Caleb uh, Koner? Noner. Noner. Mm-hmm. TD pass uh, for Seaholm. Uh, Couldn't get a two-point conversion, though, and uh, BG sealed the game with a quick uh, pick six for a touchdown. You know, that game was really close and the score indicated. I mean, that was 23-7 at one point in favor of Groves. Um, Seaholm battled back, um, got it within 23-21, but um, just couldn't couldn't get it done. Couldn't get it over, I mean? yeah. Uh, but that's a, a big bounce back for Groves after that crazy ending we saw just a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that play of the year. The you know, play that of the year, Kick absolutely. Play of the year. All right, uh... What has gotten into Oak Park? In the playoffs, they are perfect. Uh, 27-21 over UV Jesuit. Uh, Prim, 150 yards. Burnley, two rushing TDs uh, for Oak Park. Uh, What is in the water down in Oak Park? The word hole means something. That team was basically injury-riddled. They were basically just decimated by injuries. You saw it with the 0-6 start. Um, Rayshon Benny back is absolutely huge for this team. Um, they are, I still got concerns about this pass defense they have. Um, we'll go over more of that 
in a couple minutes. But um, but Oak Park starting to get it together. Which yeah. Is very interesting. regular season disaster playoffs. Oh, no, the beautiful disaster. The beautiful disaster. I love that. All right, Warren Mott, 49-14 over Berkeley. KJ Allen had five catches for 128 yards and three touchdowns. Gilbert, six carries for 128 and two scores I for was really, Warren Mott. I was really disappointed in Berkeley. I mean, I thought they come in coming in there. I mean, we're going to debate this about is the blue, are they the blue division, you know what I mean? What's going on with Having the Having a hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, not to toot, to, toot, to toot the old horn, but I kind of called this one. Um, I was concerned about Berkeley's uh, offensive output, but I didn't think Mott would go off for four well, times. No. All right. The big marquee game. Uh, for me, this was a little bit of a shocker. Grand Blank, 42-35 over the Wolves of Clarkston. DePillo had three rushing touchdowns and a 15-yard passing touchdown to Logan Forbes for Clarkston. Uh Throws back four passing touchdowns. I had to make sure I was reading that right. Four TDs through the air. Elijah Jackson, three receiving touchdowns for Grand Blank. That was insane. I mean, when you look at that game. Um, Where did the defense go? Uh, I've had concerns about their pass defense all season long, but nobody thought. I, I give Clinton Alexander, head coach of Grand Blank, a lot of credit here for Finding weaknesses in that grant and that Clarkson defense, exposing that defense. I mean, they took advantage to forty-two. Advantage. When's the last time you saw forty-two tacked on Clarkson? In a last while. season. Yeah, last 64 season. Sixty-four at Oak Park, 50, 50 um, Different the team, you know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. All right, West Bloomfield continues the uh, the magic in the postseason. They roll fifty-six-three over Troy. Shutout streak ended though. <laughs> Say that again. Shutout streak ended. Well, barely. Mm-hmm. So uh, Donovan Edwards, two rushing touchdowns for West Bloomfield. Welso had a field goal for Troy, which snapped a five-game shutout streak for West Bloomfield. Uh, West Bloomfield looking solid. Big game moving for them this week. Absolutely. Uh, Sterling Heights-Stevenson, 19-14 over Southfield A&T. It was a good game. It was a really good game. It was a tight game. Uh, Marshall, 17 of 27 for 141. A 33-yard uh, TD pass to uh, Young and two interceptions. That's always kind of toughy to throw those picks, especially mm-hmm. in a tight game. Raquan Lee, 44 yards uh, rushing touchdown for A&T. Uh, Stevenson, uh, what do we say, changed to a wing T offense in the second half. What? They went to a wing T. They're normally a spread team. They go to wing T. Shows you that uh, playoff football gets kind of wacky. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan uh, Kwiatkowski mm-hmm. and uh, Tony Schumate. 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 200 yards rushing. What? And a combined. TD each. Combined. Oh, it says each, so it's combined. Yeah, touchdown Okay, each. I was going to say 400 on the ground. That's crazy. Anyway, that's it. Uh, Stevenson takes care of A&T. North Farmington, 44-28 over Fenton. Uh Nice game for North Farmington. Jacob three passing T- Yeah, Busama, three uh, passing TDs. Justin Whitehorn, two rushing TDs for North Farmington. Good that was way. a good win to go up there in the Fenton and win that game. On the um, road. On the road. That's not easy to do. Um, so, and, of course, um, we got a lot of also talk about, too, with the football ranks as well. Um, Absolutely. I'll give you some of my recaps as well. All right. On that. Well, that's the OAA Roundup. Ow! Yeah. 
All right. Some, uh, I have to say, when you sent me those scores, uh, some of those were a bit surprising. Like, I was stunned. I don't want to say stunned, but I was really surprised at Clarkston falling. Um, you know, when you look at that game on paper, I mean, with Grand Blank, they, they have a very good passing attack. They, they've had it. I mean, like, I've known that. I mean, they did it against Lapeer, exposed them with the, with the short passing game. Um, Eliza Jackson Anderson, of course, is a running back by trade. They made him into a receiver. Um, but Ty Brosback has been a really good quarterback for Grand Blank. Um, now, it's, it was different from the Lake Orion game to the Clarkson game for Grand Blank. I mean, the Lake Orion game, they needed three plays, basically two trick plays, um, a reverse and a fake punt, and then a mistake by the Dragons in that one. But this game here with Clarkson was they just basically spread him out and picked them apart. Picked them apart. And one of the touchdowns, Clarkson had to respect Grand Blank's passing attack so much. They ended up giving up a huge running lane for a touchdown. You don't see that out of a Clarkson defense, you no. know. And and then you look at, of course, the four touchdowns they gave up on the air. Of course, the hook and ladder to close out the first half. And then they gave up two one-handed oh. touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, that's But what just a insane. call, the hook and ladder. What a call. So... You, you're going, I mean, to call that play is gutsy. Mm-hmm. It's 10-7. Um, and it paid off. And not only that, but it gives you momentum going into half. The kids are flying high. And Clarkson's sister goes, what just happened? Well, I think that's the thing. When you look at what happened in that game to Clarkson was, you look at, of course, this team's had a lot of success. You know what yeah. I mean? Ethan Clark did come back in that game, but he did cause a fumble. He did he did get a fumble against him, which resulted in the Grand Blank touchdown. Okay, and he's um, been out since the West Bloomfield game. Yes, so he was back in this game. They needed him in that game. They really haven't needed him in the last um, in the last four games, you know, yeah. because they've gotten you know leads and all that. But this was where they needed him. Um, he did get a touchdown in this game, but um, a lot of the running ability went with Mike DePillo, but um. I was dis- I was surprised with them how um you know basically how Grand Blank's um passing passing attack just tore Clarkson apart in this game. Yeah, usually you don't see that, and it sounded like it was a variety of dink and dunks, the short guys, the short pass, the, the game, over yep. the top. I mean, they they pretty much threw the kitchen sink at them. That's what they did, and they found <clears> success. <throat> and like you said, uh, we talked about this before all through seasons ago. If you have a high school team that is balanced in your offensive attack. It's very difficult to defend. Yeah, on the high school level, it is very difficult. And you know, when you look at, and also the motivation for Grand Blank, of course, yeah. realizing, of course, seeing, looking at possibly playing Davison. Of course, Davison won their game via forfeit against Adams because of the COVID oh, situation. That's right. um, because of the COVID situation, yeah. I heard about what happened over there. Um, so that was another game we could have talked about. But yeah. um, Hope everybody's healthy. Everything's going good. I mean, mm-hmm. main thing is health, right? Yeah. It's it's a bummer they didn't get to play, especially after taking out Rochester. Mm-hmm. I think they were flying high. Mm-hmm. But um, but uh, back to Grand Blank. I mean, yes, their motivation to play in Davison, I think, got a best got got a hold of them, and you see where Grand Blank has been at. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that's the reason. That's the reason why you look at, of course, Grand Blank. Um. Their motivation, you know, had to get by the two OA red teams in Lake Orion and Clarkston yeah. just to get to Davison, yeah. and um, they're there right now. Yeah, and I mean that's it. Seems forty two thirty five. That seems like a lot of scoring. It was uh, for both sides. Well, for um for um 
Clarkston defensively, you know, this is mostly given up all season. Yeah. Um, this is the, um, you know, I've had concerns about their pass defense coming in. And you noticed in that interview with Kurt Richardson, you know, that when we talked to him mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago um, about his pass defense, I know he had a lot of confidence in him, but I really did not have a lot of confidence in that passing attack and yeah. their pass defense. Um, but when you look at now for Clarkston, who they lose, Rocco Spindler, Garrett, Garrett Dillinger. I mean, like, you lose those two guys up front. Yeah. That's going to be a whole new line Clark's going to have next year. And I know they're going to have Ethan Clark back. They're going to have Davis York back. There's still going to be some questions for that Wolves team heading into next year. Yeah, the, the, those two are amazing. I mean, they were, they're, I don't want to say once-in-a-generational players. I mean, players of that caliber and have two of them. Mm-hmm. Side by side or on the same team, and it's crazy to have two yeah. of that caliber. Mm-hmm. Um, to have them go out, um, yeah, it's going to be a new look Wolves team in uh, it'll be a new look Wolves team. Sure. Yep, it'll be a new look Clarkson team next year. Um, but a lot of questions for that team going forward. Um, other games that really impressed Sterling High Stevenson West Bloomfield. Um, well, Sterling High Stevenson and um A and T nineteen fourteen at Runkle Field. Wow. Um, the difference in that game, Southfield made some mistakes. They went back to some bad, went some, went, went, made some mistakes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Had a couple of plays called back thanks to penalties. Um, but Stevenson, the credit that they, that they got going into a wing T, um, a lot of that goes with their offensive lineman who was a Michigan commit, Giovanni El Haddadi. Um, he was very instrumental. Um, basically, when they changed a wing T, he had to be very instrumental in that game against the Warriors. Um, you know, they also had, of course, Kawaki. He had that big touchdown. He also caught a passing touchdown in that game as well. Wow. Um, and then Shoemate, of course, beside the um, touchdown he caught, he also picked off um, Marshall to seal the game. Um, and they're doing this without Jordan Ramsey. With their, um, he is their best athlete. And what does that say about what Sterling Heights Stevenson and their head coach, Jordan Newcomb, has done with that program? Got them to the state semifinal last year, and now you look at what they did um, to a very good A&T team. I mean, that's pretty impressive what Stevens has done in the last three years. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's, it's what we saw with different teams who are developing. You know, it, we know it takes time, but if you have, like, a talented bunch in your sophomore, you know, loaded with sophomores and juniors, you can develop that team over time. And this is one of those instances where – you know, over the last two years, the success they've had has been a long time coming or where they're building and building and building, and it's finally paying off. They mm-hmm. get, they showed something uh, pretty special last year. What will happen this year? Will they get that far? I don't know. But taking down A&T in a tight one, 1914, um, it shows, hey, they, they Stevenson can handle the tight situations. They can handle the pressure. And uh, they're they're set up as a good win for them. you. Got to give A and T credit here in this game too. Absolutely. They got them out of that spread look into a more of a wing T look. Um, <laughs> when you I have don't to know, get the I, other team out of their offensive game plan, mm-hmm. you're doing something right. I got to give A and T's defense a lot of credit here, but um, they did make some mistakes though, especially late in the first half. Um, if you would have went for a field goal, you could have been up maybe seventeen thirteen. Mm. Um. You know, instead of going for on um for the Hail Mary attempt to go up maybe eight points. So if they would have kicked the field goal, it, it's an interesting game. But yeah. 
still, but um, but for A&T, um, but for Stevenson's defense to held that offense to zero in the second half, I know that <laughs> I know that they were very. And I watched the. So what was the scoring summary? Can you give us like the how how did it go down? Auntie scored first on that touchdown. On a, they, yeah, they scored on the on the touchdown first. Stevenson answered, um, and then A and T guy. Um, oh my goodness, my brain's on. <laughs> hey, it's Monday, dude. It hey, is. but the sun's out. Look at that big glowy thing in the sky. Makes yes, you I happy. Know. It does. Get that but, vitamin D going. But A and T actually scored first. Um, and then um. Okay. But then I'm so it was it was kind of back and forth. It was a tight game. Fourteen thirteen at the half. Yeah, it's not like somebody went up fourteen nothing. Right, and it's a big comeback. Fourteen thirteen at the half, and then Stevenson just found a way to win that game. So they're trading haymakers. Yeah, trading haymakers. It's um, and if I didn't see the game, Mm -mm. uh, and you can only read into um, I saw I I was looking at Twitter. I was looking at Twitter. Um, there were a couple games I was watching. I was watching the um. Oak Park UD game. Yeah, I was watching the Clarkston um Grand Blank game. I was also watching the Stony Creek um the Stony Creek um Chippewa Valley game on Fox Sports Detroit. That was that. You know, <laughs> the reason why I said yup earlier. You know what I mean? Yes. Is we haven't we we're not surprised with this performance. No, not at Cam all. Cameron Burford goes off forty four carries, two hundred fifty yards, three what? touchdowns in a pick. Let's take one step back. Did you see two fifty on the ground? Yes, I did. You saw that coming? I knew it was coming because Stony <laughs> Creek is a run-first team. Yes, but 250? They have an offensive line who's very good. I got you. Kavir but, Ellis, Austin Jordan, you got Engelbrand on that line. My word, 250. Where does that fall in and, the record book? And here's a weird part of it. Burford, one touchdown here. Burford fumbled the ball. Ball was recovered by Grant Lowry. Lowry scores from five yards out. What does that tell you? Yeah, and it's a 28-21 game. Mm-hmm. So the bounces were going their way? Is that, uh, you know, are, are bounces the... went their way? I mean, like, Chippewa Valley is a pass-first team. They're a pass-first team. You know, the 21 points, you know, that they gave up, okay. But I know there was some momentum change in that game. Of course, Chippewa Valley recovered an onside kick, yeah. went down and scored. Wow. Also benefited from a roughing the passer call. Mm. Um. I do want to make a little correction on that. Buford had two touchdowns, of course. The Lowry had another one, and then of course Eckhart threw a touchdown to um to um in that other so one. So he as didn't well. have three. He didn't have three. He had okay, two. So like... I apologize to the viewers. Oh for no, that. that's okay. Um, but but I could tell you were excited typing that one. Uh, up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so I better get that corrected on my blogs as well. So. Okay, but yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I, we're not surprised. No. Um, and if Chippewa Valley being the pass first team, yeah, because they know they're not going to run on them well, because the defense and offensive lines are they strong. They do have a good running back in Hines. I mean, sure, like, but if your offensive line's not going to push Stony Creek around, yeah, no, no, they're not. I mean, like, and I think that's the thing. Stony Creek played time possession football. We knew it. Um, basically, it was very similar, you know. And Nick Merlos developed a program there, you know, that basically has, you know, said okay. This is what you're going to get. And I can't tell you how impressed on the um, Zach and Zach podcast. They were impressed with Burford. They were really impressed. I said, I was not surprised about this. <laughs> well, we've seen him. We've seen him. I mean, it's a. He's a little guy, has a big heart. Yes, and some wheels. Yeah, and, and some vision. Wheels. I mean, and vision. Right. I, and, you know, if you haven't seen Stony Creek, um, 
If you didn't see it's, them on it, Saturday, I'd be disappointed. Well, they are no longer right. a mystery. I'll just no, say that. No Anybody, no one is going to take them for granted coming no. in and going, hey, you know, it's, uh, we'll take care of them. It's Stony. They haven't won a playoff game ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I don't think Chippewa Valley was overlooking them at all. No. You know the quality court coaching staff over there, With Chippewa Scott Valley. Merchant, yeah. They knew what they're getting into. They mm-hmm. knew the opponent. And like you said, Stony Creek, there's no mystery. No. And I love that. That's good. I love that they go, this is what we are, and we're not going to hide it. Good luck stopping it. Good luck stopping it, yeah. Uh, you better cross your fingers and your toes and keep your eyes wide because we're going to run it down your throat. Mm-hmm. And the time possess- – I cannot express the the frustration <laughs> if you're on the other side of Stony Creek of that time possession play. Because they play it so well. They do it wonderfully well. And it's like – they get the ball and you're like, uh oh. Mm-hmm. And if you score quick, you score you know, quick. You score, you know what I mean? That might be a bad thing because they're going to get the ball for the rest of the quarter. That's we've, what Chippewa we've Valley. Seen it. It, it, what Chippewa Valley did, of course, first play of the game, they go out and score a long touchdown pass, a 73-yard touchdown. Yeah. You know, tied it up at seven, and Stony Creek went down, down their throats. You know what I mean? Basically, it, it, as soon as you give them the ball, yeah. You better score on every possession because you might not get the ball not, back. And they got a good defense, too. Let's not yeah. forget it. Their defense is very good. Yes. I mean, like, so when you look at Stony Creek, it's like, yikes. You yeah. know what I mean? And their next opponent is whom? Romeo. We're going to talk about okay. that game. We're going to talk about that. that controversy. Controversy in a couple <laughs> minutes. Um, West Bloomfield, 56-3 over Troy. Any surprises? No. Um... Hand it to Troy for getting that far. Hey, they won 0 oh, 9 to 4 and 4. Hey, 500 is a, it, that's not. Earned their first playoff win since 2007. That's great. Um, I was surprised. I'm, I was bummed I wasn't here to see to talk about it because that was the one when you sent me the, the results. I was like, what? You know, yeah, was, I'm, I was going I, like that too, going like, what? I had to make sure that it wasn't a typo. But I um, was, I almost had my eyes were going, I was going like, what? <laughs> But, hey, the Colts, right? I mean, it, it tells you that they're on the right path, right? They're going on the right In, path. Improvement, uh, especially, you know, four-game swing. I mean, no wins to 500. Take it. Take That's it. awesome. You know? Uh, but the, the the buzzsaw that is West Bloomfield. Yeah. That That's the difficulty. Yeah. Now let's go to Oak Park and um, UD Jesuit. So, this was the score when you sent me. The text that this is, you know, besides, you know, Clarkston falling or, you know, Clarkston Grand Blank, you know, Clarkston uh, falling. uh, This was the one that I was like, what is going on over there? What is happening? Because you're like, way to go, you know, uh, 27 21 over UD Jesuit. Mm -hmm. And uh, Oak Park, you know, looked like they were left for dead two weeks ago. Oh, for, oh, and six. Going to Growth Point South and to play That like was a that, big win, too. That was the other to thing. To go into Growth Point yes. South and beat them, that's that's a huge accomplishment there. Absolutely. And then to go into UD Jesuit and win that game, what does that tell you? Guts. I'm still concerned about that pass defense, but they have an offense. <laughs> yeah. Davion Prim is starting to get going. James, Bur- James Burtley has gotten going. Yeah. I mean, and I think the important thing with Oak Park is the return of Rayshon Benny. That is the most important part. 
a lineman who can, a D1 recruit lineman who can do it all. And you look at what that man, what Rayshon Benny means to Coach Greg Carter's team, it means the world yeah. to that team. I know Marlon Dawson's back as well for Oak Park playing at linebacker. But the, but the impact what Benny brings you is really important for Oak Park. When your star is gone, mm-hmm. right, uh, it, it can affect you. It does. Uh, in so many ways. And it did. Mentally, uh, situationally on the field, you know, the X's and O's change because that impact player is no longer there. And that's why they went on six. Well, that's part of it. But you bring that one guy back, or maybe there's a couple. You know, we know injuries can can beat you up, but that one star that comes back, it can lift the whole mentality of your team into a whole new level. Does playing in the red help Oak Park? Does playing in the red help him? I don't think it hurts them. I okay. This is this is we've talked about this uh, um, quality of opponent. Mm-hmm. It, how, what's what's the opponent's quality? Are they? It's good to have an undefeated season, but you're playing a bunch of cupcakes. How right. does that prep you for the playoffs? Right. Oak Park's, they've gone through the meat grinder of the red, mm-hmm. right? And they played Groves and, in the non Yes. And so it's, that meat grinder does get you ready for the playoffs. I, I, I firmly believe that. Then to be a Catholic League team and a Mac Red team. Yeah. And now they're going to be playing a downriver, a downriver league champs in the next round. That'll be really interesting. And who is that? Wyandotte. Huh? Mm-hmm. I know nothing about Wyandotte. I will give you some details. I got My mom's a Wyandotte grad. I got some details <laughs> about them. But, yeah, Oak Park, man, way to go. Uh, talk about flipping your season around. They're still playing. They're still There's playing. There's a lot of people that had better records than you that are sitting at home watching. Mm-hmm. So, way to go, Oak Park. And, and then let's look at um, – Let's look at Berkeley losing to Warren Mott, 49-17. I don't know. Yeah. If, I'm 49-14. This game I thought would be much closer than the score indicated. I thought so, too. I, um, I, I felt Warren Mott might take him, but it, I didn't think it would be. They do. It was. Just, they were just blitzkrieged all game long. I mean, they were just blitzkrieged in. So they didn't respect the passing game or the offensive they, line. Yep, they didn't respect them at all, and Berkeley got exposed in this game. Mm. Um, they were just outmatched. That's the bottom line. Just outmatched. Um, but Berkeley's got a lot coming back next year. But now this opens up my question here. When you look at a course to see the teams in the blue that have been <laughs> basically just, you know. Wiped out. Yeah. I mean, you look at Rochester, what, of course, winning the blue this year, got blown up by Adams. Avondale. Got blown up by Groves. You look at, of course, Bloomfield Hills. Shocking loss to Troy. I mean, like Bloomfield Troy, blue and blue, were the reason why Berkeley and Roy and uh, Berkeley and um, Troy both advanced the next round. But if you're in the blue, I mean, like you know, I'm not sure what's going on. (laughs) Um, The Rochester loss. I thought that would be tight. I thought it'd be like a one score game, but I thought Rochester would take it. But it wasn't even close. They only had four passing yards that whole in the first half. It was an odd yards. My bad. It was odd, and um, I don't. It's it's one of those oddities that do you have an answer? I don't know. It it could be. Playoff nerves. I don't know. Riding high on an un, uh, undefeated season and going, yeah, maybe 
they felt good about themselves. And you got a grumpy opponent in Adams on the other side of the ball going, two and four, grinding you know their teeth. And they two came. and four, you know what I mean? Haven't beat, I mean, like, I just said last week, Adams owns Rochester. Yes. 23 straight. Haven't beaten since 1996, Rochester. And you said Adams would win. Yeah. And you were shocked I said that. I was. I, I really thought I really thought I was wrong. Completely and then wrong. you look at the other teams, you know, Avondale getting trounced by Groves. I think playing, you know, the white and the red right now, obviously, are more, they got, they play tougher schedules. They beat each other up. Um, And then when you look at the blue, you're saying to yourself, okay, um, when you get to play these bigger, when you get to play bigger, bigger schools and tougher, more tougher conferences, you know what I mean? You've yeah. got to rise up the occasion. And I don't think the blue did that this year. Well, obviously, the playoff record and it shows. shows. Um, yeah, Avondale, I wasn't surprised that they lost because we saw the heckling Jai. Uh, Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll and Hyde are those guys, man. You know, it's like um, high expectations or at least improved expectations from them at the start, and it just just didn't quite happen. You I know? mean, the only team that had I know had a close loss in the blue competition was Ferndale when they lost to the Detroit Renaissance 2014. Um, but other than that, everything, everybody else got blown out. I mean, including when you look at, of course, Troy and Bloomfield Hills, that to me, 29, 14, that's a complete blowout. Yeah. But, um, but I, yeah, think, I don't know what's going on over there in the blue, man. I, they got to address some things in that division. I mean, everybody can't go down to the white. No, I can't come up the <laughs> or, white or you know? come up to the white, you know, but the, but the blue, I don't know, dude, it was, uh, that was surprising that they're all wiped out, uh, especially but I think you're right. I think it goes to um, strength of competition. Yeah, and just like in the red, you beat up on each other, mm-hmm. and you're basically battle tested. But you're go. you're completely battle tested. It's the same thing with the white this year. Yes. So when you look at the white, you know, you know, when you look at, you still got Stony Creek still playing North Farmington. We're going to talk about them shortly here. Yeah. Um, Groves is still playing. Groves and Sealem basically was a white on white matchup. Yeah. You know, so. When you look at that here, you know, I think there's some things that got to be addressed. When you look at the, when you look at it, of course, okay, how, how's the blue going to get stronger? You know what I mean? Especially in next year. I mean, how are they going to get stronger? I mean, especially when you look at teams that have gotten blown out. You know, Athens got blown out. I mean, like, by a and I mean, that's one we got to look at. I mean, yeah. like, but. um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that uh, will be on our radar to go, oh, yeah. whoa, you know, Hoping that next season goes back to normal would, I think be, it will. would be great. Mm-hmm. And then you can see those out of conference yeah. competition, you know, and, and get a better gauge of where they sit. You know, some of these teams, you know, Rochester might have come into league play 0-2. Right. Or, you know, or something like that, you know. Right. Um, not to take away from the championship and what they did, that's Right, great for those kids. But they earn it. The competition, but it goes back to if you're looking to go further than your conference championship, mm-hmm. yeah. Then you have to prepare you right have, at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. Right, it's who you play. Now, a team that really has been playing up to expectations is North Farmington. Um, yeah. The Raiders picked up a 44-28 win at Fenton on them Friday night. Um, Scoring some points. Jacob Sandra three passing touchdowns. And Justice Whitehorn had a Justin Whitehorn had a really nice game as well. I saw some highlights on him. ABC 12, WNEM, NBC 25 as well. Um, North really? Farmington looks North Farmington looks really back on sync. I mean, they've won three or four. Of course, that four, at loss was the forfeit, but um, 
was that power yeah. outage, but um, but North Farmington is starting to pick their game up a little bit. I think helping them out is that experience. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they came on strong at the end, like you said. Uh, it's unfortunate they had that forfeit. Um, that's a whole other debate we had <laughs> a couple of weeks debate. ago, right? But yeah, to uh to put up forty four. Against a good Fenton team, yes, uh, a quality Fenton squad is it's a good sign. It's um means they are they're kind of primed. They're they're ready to go, and um you know will that translate to next week for the next? They got opponent? South Lion, which is going to be really interesting. And if they win that, they'll either get Midland or Traverse City Central. Oh boy, you know those are wow. That's I don't know if that's a. Those I think are, those can, are tough squads. You, I think they can beat both those. teams. You think so? I think they can. I, I think they can beat both teams. Wow. Mid, Even though um, those teams from Midland always seem to be Midland, Midland, Dow. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, always um, seem to be pretty tough. I mean, Mount Pleasant was shocked by Marquette. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Good and for then, Marquette. <laughs> yeah, wait, but this is not a normal season. No, it's weirdness, not. right? But good for North Farmington uh, attacking forty-four on. That's that's got to give you confidence. Um, and only allowing 28, uh, you always got to watch that defense. What do they say? Defense travels, yes. and you got to make sure. Got to make sure you have that you defense. shore that defense up because, um, you know, some of, you might run into a buzzsaw, and you you have to be ready to go. And then let's also, we, when we do our recap here, we got the Battle of Birmingham, um, 30-21 yeah. in favor of Groves. Um, sweet this revenge. Time. Yeah, for Groves, it's sweet revenge. Um, for Seaholm, it's tough heartbreak. Um Especially what happened last year. They wanted to get back. Uh, oh, yeah. Especially what's, what what Seaholm did at what, at Groves last year, beat him 42-7. Um, yeah. And then, of course, this year, that meeting in Beverly Hills where um, the play of the year happened over there. Um, Crazy. Basically, Groves basically said, you know you know what? you know, And the game started off really oddly, which which um, Groves threw, uh, Seaholm threw a pick, mm. you know, got it deep into, um, got deep in their, t- deep in the, in the Groves territory. Um, Groves then ended up throwing a fumble, seal recovered for a touchdown, <laughs> which started off seven, not then Groves puts up 23 unanswered, goes up 23, seven. Seaholm wow. battles back, gets in within, 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 um, they got a touchdown, a two point conversion, got it within 23, 15. Then they scored again, got within 23, 21 mm. on a Caleb Loner touchdown. And then, um, couldn't get the two point conversion. Groves recovers the onside kick, goes three and out. Seal has a chance to um, at least win it, and then they throw a pick six, and that's your ballgame. Yeah. So, like you said, it is not as close as 30-21. No, it's not as. And you're talking one or two possessions mm-hmm. or plays even. Where I, you know, like not even like uh, drives. We're talking singular plays. Groves is getting it done with different players. It's not just Jaden Magnum. I mean, they've had a two-quarterback system um, all season long. I mean, like, when you look at Groves, I mean, like, um, well, of course, in the original quarterback, he got hurt in the um, he got hurt in the MC home game, so they went with the um, original quarterback, and then he got hurt. Then he, <laughs> so it's been weird. It's been – it's this 2020 has been a weird season. Weird. And uh, – but it's – the one, the cool thing though is it's a healthy rivalry. My goodness, right between those two, it's gonna be a bloodbath between those. It's two. awesome, but that's the thing. You know, um, you're talking about this early in the season. It's like you love those rivalries. Yep. Right, and uh, and to see it go back and forth like this. I mean, t- 
I'm not, I don't know if you would consider this playoff win for Groves an instant classic like the other one the last regular season when they met up this year. But my word, when these two teams get together, it's fun, it's fun and exciting. A whole lot of football happens. I mean, you just rattle off things that you rare, sometimes you rarely see. You got onside kicks. You got a fumble here picked up. Picks, you know, you got everything. A lot it's of excitement. Probably the most, it's pro- this is probably, when you look at the rivalries that I've seen. Entertaining. This is probably the most entertaining rivalry, Groves and Seahome. This I is think probably so. the most entertaining. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, and now when you look at, of course, let's look at next week's games. Um, yeah, what do we got going on? We got we got um, Groves going to um, Warren Mott's. This is going to be a really <laughs> interesting game. And this is this just a district final week, of course. Um, yeah. Groves' defense is much better than um, people give them credit for going up against a really high-octane Warren Mott offense, of course, led by, of course, we mentioned them, and Christian Gilbert, um, K.J. Allen. But I think the key player is going to be is James Chanley, their quarterback. Mm. He had three passing touchdowns in that game against Berkeley last week. Um, just and he, he's very he's a he runs the RPO really really good for Coach Tom Milano's team. So this is going to be a really interesting game when you look at um Jaden Magnum Groves going up against um KJ Allen. Um, this What's is what's Groves secondary like. I think Groves secondary is decent. I really do. I mean, like now the question could be what Groves secondary shows up. The one that stifled Avondale, and or the one that looked horrendous against Stony Creek. Yeah. So that's going to be the – that's what I'm looking at. And not only that, with the RPOs, your linebackers better be aware mm-hmm. and be awake mm-hmm. because, you know, if you get faked out – You're in trouble. Oh, yeah. It can really wreak havoc on that secondary. Um, uh, but if you're paying attention and the linebackers are quick and are making quick decisions, they could they could disrupt that RPO. But I think the OA White's a much tougher league than the Mac White. You know what I mean? When okay. you look at, of course, that's the conference where Warren Watts in, of course, with them, the likes of New Baltimore Anchor Bay in that conference. But the White, you know, is proven to be a very good conference this year when you look at the teams in there. Yeah. And look at Groves, uh, the games, right? Experience favors Ex- Groves. Experience. You've had tight ones. You've had multiple rivalries, uh, games that you have had to be mentally ready to go mm-hmm. and prepared for. And you know they're going to be ready for uh, the next round of the playoffs. You know they're going to be it's ready. It's going to be – you know what the nickname for Warren Mott is, right? What? The Marauders. The Marauders? The Marauders. Hey. You know? I didn't I, know that. That would be a good game. I think it's going to be a really interesting game to keep an eye on. We'll do picks in a couple in a couple minutes here. Okay. Um, Let's go to North Farmington going to South Lion to take See? on the Lions. South Lion's always a tricky one. South Lion won 42-37 over Wald Lake Western. Whoa. Um, we talked about Wald Lake Western. Yeah, kinda... I thought they were a little overrated this year, um, especially in the ranks of the coaching ranks. Not a lot of defense in that game. No, but um, their quarterback, Dawson Skipkin, was 11 for 18 for 212 yards, Whoa. three touchdowns and two interceptions. He had eight carries for 90 yards and two touchdowns. Whoa. The running back, I couldn't get the name of the of the young of the young man. He had 13 carries for 27 yards, okay. four touchdowns, short yardage. Yeah, so they're a uh, they rely on that quarterback. Yes, they do. So the quarterback's either going to throw on you or We're gonna run it sounds you. like a, you know like a it sounds like a spread RPO type of deal again, it is. right? It is. But if you're Coach John Hursting, you know what I mean. You know what you're going to expect. You know you've seen you've seen this type of offense before. You know yeah. what I mean. 
I mean, like, you know, you've seen it all. You know what I mean? You've you seen... have, uh, but Southline can be tricky. I mean, mm-hmm. over the years, they, they're always one of those teams that, I mean, they're not blowing people out, but they always have that big win. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, it's like they say, oh, you know, you don't want to. They were a veteran team last year, except now they're a younger team. You know what I mean? Still in the playoffs. They're still in the playoffs. Still yeah. putting up points. Yeah, they're still putting up points for giving up points, though. They are, and that was the next but the other side I was going to say is they gave that's a that's a shootout. I mean, that's a classic shootout. Well, you expect it well like Western because of the talent they have, especially with Zach Trainer quarterback. Yeah. But but with sideline, you know what I mean? They wanted that game. They end up winning that game. Yeah. And then you can see Far- North Farmington. They can put up points too. Sure. I mean, so what is this going to be? Yeah, Aaron uh, Rice there as well. Um, deep threat there. You got to Fifty-seven. That could be a high-scoring <laughs> game. I'm serious. That could be a really high-scoring game. What's the over/under between those two teams? I mean, yeah, this it, is going to be the fourth meeting they're going to meet. Um, it used to be in the Western Lakes. Okay. First meeting since 1995. Wow. So. Yeah, so all that film is pretty much dated. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I don't see a 14-7 game out of this one. Oh, no, I don't either. <laughs> um, let's look at also Oak Park goes to Wyandotte. This is the first meeting since 2012 um, um, where um, Wyandotte beat Oak Park 10-6 to in the regional final. Wyandotte brings a very good quarterback in Jalen Pitchford. Um, he was very instrumental in their game against Woodhaven where um, – where he had a um, he had a couple scores. Um, he's a very athletic quarterback, um, very similar RPO type quarterback. Okay. Um, he does play defense too. He had a pick in that game. He um, caught a pick in that game. Went back for a touchdown against Woodhaven. Wow. Um, but when you look at the schedule, Oak Park has played in compared that to Woodhaven and uh, compared that to um Wyandotte. Wyandotte I mean, yeah. Wyandotte, you know, they've been they're putting points up on people in the Down River, but. They were, this is going to be probably their biggest test when they play Oak Park, you know. I would be – I'd like to see what their uh, – the record is outside of their um Why not comes in, I right? think, 7-1. and one. Okay. 7-1. and one. So they took care of business in, inside their boundaries. They knocked boundaries. off Detroit Renaissance 38-13 last week. Okay. That says something. That says something, but yeah. I think Detroit Renaissance is no Oak Park. Yes. They are so, no Oak Park. Especially if they, what we said, healthy. Healthy. Everybody's back. Mm-hmm. And plus they are riding high on the big win I think against Oak Park UD. Is, I think Oak Park is much deeper. Because when you look at this game here, Wyandotte, you know, they probably have about 40 kids on the roster. You know what I mean? Whoa, that's it? But around 40, 50 kids. Wow. Oak Park, you know, they got, I mean, oh, Wyandotte's got some players too. Logan McGraw, the running back, not a bad player. You got Donovan Can- Canterbury as well. He's not a bad receiver. And Richard Clark as well. I mean, like, they're not just. One team, they're not just besides Jalen Pitchford. I mean, yeah. but Pitchford is ever is the key for the Bears um go, and they're and they're well coaching their coach Ron Adams. I mean, this is going to be this is a good Wyandotte football team. That Oak Park's going to be dealing with. Oak, Oak, Park, Oak Park looks different though. I yes, mean, it right? It mm-hmm. feels different right it now. It does. Um, yeah, you learned something from Growth Point that game against Growth Point South yes. from last week's game. Yes, against I, UAD Jesuit. I think the Gross Point South game says more mm-hmm. than the one against UAD. They were down nineteen to three in that game. Yes, and on the road. On the road and against a good team. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not some cupcake. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were the, basically the fodder for the top seeds, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they come in with the offer. Mm-hmm. 
And what did they do? Uh, they smacked them around. They smacked and them around. They, got two they were the better team in that game. And what also helped them was they had that fake punt for a touchdown. You know Whatever what I mean? On, on a bad the job snap. Done. On a bad snap. <laughs> they tried it again last week against UD Jesuit. It didn't work. But their defense found a way and came through. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a big win against UD. But that the statement game was growth, growth point, point south, south mm-hmm. completely. And they had a really good pl- player as well, and I'm Johnson over there. Yeah. Um, so. That's, I, it's this is going to be interesting, but I, will be. Oak Park, they have a little. Uh, are they playing downhill right now? Mm-hmm. Now let's go to Romeo and Stony Creek before we talk about that big <laughs> one. You know, we talked about the controversial play that we, you and I brought you, up. You and I talked about it. And, um, I've been trying to see. Okay, set it up for everybody so they know what the heck okay. we're talking about. Two seconds left. It was Romeo McComb Dakota. Um, two seconds two left. Two seconds right? left. So yep. the last play. So the Romeo's running a power, tr- power, power left with their best player Ryan Sinclair. He actually gets tackled at the one yard line. As he was getting tackled, he just tosses the ball to the end zone where Luke Romps, the wide receiver, Romeo recovered the ball in the end zone. But the ball did hit the ground. It's not like he did a mm-hmm. push pass right. or a it's shot. Not put. like that. Yes. Plus, it was. And you know, clearly a run. Play. It was clearly a run play. You know what I mean. And the question was, was he down? That was a big question. And was it clearly a fumble? was it clearly a fumble? And if he if he just if he was down and threw it a fumble, it's game over. Macomb Dakota goes on the next round meets Stony Creek. Yeah. So I can see why Macomb Dakota people, are fans, players, coaches are very upset. Yes, I can see that. <laughs> you, anytime you lose, you're upset. And the fan base is upset. And I know, and I know the pod, I know Zach and the Mac Attack with Zach Zach podcast. They got a ton of heat about it. They had to say something on their pod. Why would they get heat? Because, well, because they were, a lot of people were upset over there. Well, so they didn't order. get the heat, but people were upset yeah, and they were, were upset, responding. Yeah. So, yeah, the it was it was odd. Uh, the angle I initially saw, it's like I can't tell one way or the other. I saw, and it happened so quickly, it happened so quickly that uh, if you're the Ref sitting there. I mean, and you're looking in the pile. I mean, mm-hmm. there's two. You right. You have your line judges standing there, looking down the line mm-hmm. to see if they're getting in. That's right. the key. And then you see this massive pile. Massive it's, pile. it's not just like it was spread out. And he ran up the middle, and it was two guys hit him. There's a mm-hmm. pile of right. humanity in right. the middle. There's a pile of humanity in the middle. A ton of people. So it, I can see where they're like, did he get in? Did he not get in? Mm-hmm. It, it was clear. At least the only thing clear to me is that yes, he got pushed back. He did not cross. He didn't uh, cross the, the line. The he goal didn't cross line the on the initial run. No. But then the, you didn't the, see the, the ball the, the in the end zone. The ball's in the end zone. And, and the ball's recovered by him. And Romeo. Romeo. And it's a walk-off. But Dakota should not have been in there. Should have not put Romeo in that predicament. You know, if Dakota was the better team in that game. They were clearly the better team. Well, how did they, how did they, they get to Romeo the point around. Around the They let Romeo hang around. They were up 14-3 with about um, nine minutes to go in that game. Oh, boy. So what does that tell you? So... Dakota yes. blew that game. They had no business. They, Romeo had no business being in that game. And now Romeo's in the district final playing Stony Creek. Yes. <laughs> now, when you look at this game here on paper now. That game, you can watch that game, by the way. Oh, um, yes. Who who uh, covered it? Was Chippewa that... Valley Community Television. So it was Chippewa Valley. Chippewa Valley right. Community Television. The screaming at the end of that game was crazy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> but it's one of those. Yeah, you're right. You, you let somebody hang around long enough. That's going to come back and bite weird you. Weird things happen. We've seen it over and over, over and over again. and over and over again. 
I mean, now when you look at this matchup here with Stony Creek, yeah. I think Stony Creek's offensive line is better than Romeo's. Okay. Both got good running backs. Sinclair Romeo, um, at Cal at I'm sorry, um, Burford at Stony Creek, and then the quarterbacks, Logan Ross on Romeo's side, and then you have um and then you have Ryan Eckhout at Stony Creek. Mm. Coaching matchup's interesting too between Kurt Rhinus and um Nick Merlo. But I just think that line is going to be could be a huge difference maker in that game at Stony between them and Romeo. But Romeo, of course, they're playing their best football right now. They've won three straight. Yeah. Um, you know, and Stony Creek's coming off that win against Chippewa Valley. So, so if you're Coach Nick Merlo, you know what I mean. Let Chippewa Valley go and focus on Romeo. See, uh, yeah, you you took the words out of my mouth because we've seen emotional wins in the past lead to emotional losses the following week, Mm -hmm. right? And to win in that fashion, um, it can, it can mess with your head in a little bit, you know, if you're Stony Creek, it's important to get a big lead, important to get a big lead and don't let up, you know, but are they built for big leads? Right. I don't I, look what they did to North Farmington. Look what they did to Adams. Look what they did I to Grove. I know, I know, I know. But it, unless if if you're saying Romeo's offensive line is not as good as I don't think their offensive line is as good as Stoney's. But I I understand that. But comparing them to the teams you just mentioned that they blew out, mm-hmm. yes, Stoney can blow people out. Mm-hmm. But um, do you think that's going to happen against Romeo? Because they're more of a meat and potatoes kind of offense, aren't they? And both teams are hardworking teams. Yes. You know, so. They are tough. Romeo is a mm-hmm. tough squad. Always has been for a mm-hmm. long, long time. And, and then, yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. And then um, also, um, yeah, that's going to be a really interesting game to see. But then the game I just found out, we got breaking news here. We got some breaking <laughs> news here. Yep. Oh. The okay. West Bloomfield Sterling Heights Stevenson football game got moved to Saturday at 1 o'clock. Where did you get that? I just heard about that about an hour ago before we started going on air. Why moved? I don't know why I moved it to Saturday, but that's the breaking news. Interesting. So it'll be the marquee on a Saturday. Yes, 1 o'clock Saturday. Wow. Um, when you look at this, when you look at them, this game here, um, you know, it's OA Red versus Mac Red. Yeah. You know, yes. everybody's been looking forward to this game for a long while. And you look at, of course, you got Giovanni Hadai, a Sterling High Stevenson, going up against Amir Herring, Brandon Davis Swan, and a very good West Movement off his line. The match everybody's talking about is Jordan Kigwaski and Donovan Edwards. Yeah. And then you have ba- Baglio Madonna, quarterback of Stevenson, going up against Alex Short. And then, of course, you have um, Tony Shoemate. And um, if Jordan Ramsey plays in this game, going up against Malik Harrison. So when you look <laughs> at when you look at this game, West Bloomfield and Sterling Heights Stevenson, both teams have experience. Both teams have both teams are well coached, of course. Yeah. Jordan Newcomb at Sterling Heights Stevenson, Ron Bellamy at West Bloomfield. Yes. Um, this game has. Star power written all over it. It does, um, and we're at fifty-one. Ooh. The uh, but with West Bloomfield, they can play all types, mm-hmm. right? They can run it, they can throw it, they can mix it up. They bring the running back out of the uh, the backfield as a receiver and mi- get those mix mix match, you know, the mismatches on the edges. 
This is going to be a good game. I think it's going to be good, but I still believe West Bloomfield. Uh, I, I'm not frightened. If you're if you're Coach Ron Bellamy, you shouldn't be frightened. No. You should be very confident. And now this comes down to picks. You know, I, mean, I know um, we're running short on time yep. here. Um, we mentioned West Bloomfield, Sterling Heights, Stevenson. Yeah. Um, you are going West Bloomfield in yes, this game. Yes, absolutely. Um, you're going by a score at all? You're going with a touchdown field um, goal? I say they win at least by two touchdowns. Like 28-14? Yeah, something like that. I'm going to take West Bloomfield as well. I think that the um, Lakers, you know, they're more, I think, you know, I think they got more athletes. I think we haven't seen Donovan Edwards have a big game yet. He's going to be a difference maker in this game. But there's a lot of times where he doesn't have to have that big game. No. Just his presence there, his presence there stretches that defense into mm-hmm. different things they don't want to do. Right. It and makes I, him uncomfortable. And I think Edwards is going to be a huge difference in this game. You know what I mean? Because he hasn't had that big game yet. Mm. Um. So I got West Bloomfield as well. Um, Romeo and Stony Creek. Is this the <laughs> Cougars' first ever district championship? Will they get it this week against the Dog Pound? I'm going to say yes, but it's going to be close. Um, I'm going to say within three points. Ooh. I, th- seven, I like think 20, it's going to be 24, 21. Yeah, or lower. I think it's going to be close. I just, when you have the ball control, usually the score is lower, but they have to take it. They cannot make any mistakes. Stony Creek. I'm gonna go with the Cougar Core as well. I think Stony Creek wins this game. I do. Th- I think it's gonna be maybe two scores. I oh. I think it's gonna be two scores. Burford's a difference maker in this game. Um, but watch for Grant Lowry. I mean, Grant Lowry. He caught a touchdown last week. Um, I think he's gonna catch at least two touchdowns. Um, Romeo's defense. I don't trust that defense. Um, you've seen them more. Than I've I seen have. them more. <laughs> I got Ro- I got Stony Creek in this game. Um, over um. Romeo. Okay. Um, North Farmington against um, South Lion. Um, shootout? I, shootout. Yeah, I see a shootout. I like the Raiders, though, in this game. I just think that the um, the Raiders' defense will do just enough, and I think they got more weapons than South Lion. I think so, too. It's Wow, I thought you were going South Lion. I, I, no, I, I, I guess I'm showing homerism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the OAA. I... I South line usually bites me in the behind. I mean, mm-hmm. they usually I pick against them, and they end up pulling it out. But I think North Farmington's got something going on, mm-hmm. and I think they they do it. It's it's a close one, but a lot of points. Um, I got North Farmington too. Um, I, I like the Raiders in that one as well. Um, Groves at Warnmott. Um, this one's interesting. This is a tough. Uh, this is a tough one. Um. But you cannot, you know, the uh, battle-tested Groves. Mm-hmm. That pays dividends in the playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, can they put up the points? We've seen Warren Mock can put up the points. Yes. But I think the defense for Groves is a little bit better than some of the competition that Mott has seen. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Groves by seven. I'm going to go Groves in this one by, by um, seven as well. I'm going to go Groves as well. And then, of course... Does the magical season continue at Oak Park? Um, do they get by Wyandotte? And if they do, clash possibly with Livonia Churchill or Livonia Stevenson loom. So Oak Park is the feel-good story in a way mm-hmm. of this playoffs. I know we're hyping Stony Creek and we love them, and but Oak Park, that's the feel-good story mm-hmm. of these playoffs. I think it continues. They do uh they they prevail over Wyandotte. They get that they snap that loot, they snap that losing thing. Yes. They get revenge for what happened in twenty twelve. They do. I'm going to take Oak Park in this one as well. I think the Knights are a really dangerous team right now. 
They're whole. They're healthy. I mean, and that'll pay. That should pay dividends. I think they're gonna have. They're gonna do just enough. Get to Jalen Pitchford. Um, now they gotta be careful of that pass defense. Yeah. But it'll be very interesting to see if Wyandotte goes to that pass defense. Um, attacks that pass defense like what UD did mm-hmm. last week. But and Oak Park's got a no mistakes, no, no self inflicted errors. No. They, they have no margin. for They have error. no margin for error. And I think that's the thing when you look at it here. So I'm gonna take Oak Park over. Why and uh, it's another road game for Oak Park. I know. We'll see what happens. Road dogs. Yep. Getting so. it done. All right. Um, uh, let's say a little cross country update. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. Update too. Yep. Uh, congratulations to the uh, Clarkston girls cross country squad. Loaded with freshmen. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Third in the D1 state finals. Congratulations mm-hmm. to them. Also, congrats to Clarkston. Um, Clarkston, Troy, Berkeley, and um, Ferndale volleyball getting to the regional finals. I'm getting the regional rounds. Um, want to take a look at my volleyball preview? It's on my blog at Sammy Seven Cone, Terminate Blogspot.com. I have my top five games, of course. It'll be on the ON TV blog as well. Yep. Briefly impact that cover those games as well. So we'll see what happens going yep, forward. That's at OrionOnTV.org. Uh, and just for all the listeners out there, uh, access centers like ON TV, we're working on our winter sports schedules. Girls to basketball get- starts today. Yes, it's uh, starting, and um, we're going to have a full slate of basketball games here on ON TV. I know OCTV up in Oxford is going to have a full slate of game. Independence is going to have them as CMN. well. CM everybody. Lakes so 88, th- 1 FM in West Bloomfield. They're all out there. We're all out there. We're doing the games, and we're going to keep bringing those games to you. And if you didn't see the games live, you don't have to. Um, they are on. Uh, they're recorded, so swing on over to those stations and tune into those games and, and see some of these crazy plays we're talking yes, about. Yes, indeed. And get some context as opposed to, oh, my word, it was a fumble. No, or it was, or uh, like it was a cobra. <laughs> <laughs> or do the cobra head. That's right, Sam. That's all right. funny. All right, now I'm going to sign off here um, this week here on the podcast. Um, Take care, everybody, and see you all next week. And good luck and stay healthy, everybody. Stay safe. Thanks, Sam. Boy and Isles produced by Sammy Turmery. The views on this show are his and mine alone. Yeah, stay healthy out there. Wear those masks. We keep hearing that the numbers are going up. We don't want the numbers to go up. We want sports. Yes, we do. All right, if you're interested in making a podcast here at ONTV, we are taking students one-on-one right now. Give us a call at 248-393-1060. A one-night course will get you certified to sit in this chair like I am or sit across the glass where Sammy's sitting. Give us a call, 248-393-1060. That's it for OANM. We'll see you next week. See ya! See ya!